Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watch Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. Thanks a lot, Alex. I can't believe you made us watch this. Hey, don't look at me. I said we should do Blue Harvest. <laughs> what? No, you didn't. And also, we're not going to. <laughs> Correct. It takes two. Uh, yeah, the two are on Parker's side. We're not doing Blue Harvest. We should watch Blue Harvest. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Join us for next week's... <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning is the... I can't believe I'm saying this. The sixth in the series Calls for Universal all? Soldier movies. Probably the most boring. Uh, well... Oh, I'm not going to find we'll out. We'll see about that. Uh, anyway, did, we did an episode on the first one, right? I don't think so. I think just the two of you guys did. Yeah, maybe. It, it was did a while we? ago. I think. Yeah, I think it was one I, of the early like, ones. Fucking forever ago. Yeah. yeah. I I think it was a while ago. Anyway, um, Universal Soldier, uh, Day of Reckoning. Like I said, the sixth one. This is not a made-for-TV movie, but I think it was direct-to-video. Yet Alex and I were able to watch in the theater. <sighs> I can't believe it fucking paid money for this fuck you parker Ugh. i didn't see it in the theater <laughs> this is probably a lot better on a uh, television but, yeah it was uh, actually much better on paramount yeah, if i could have been on my phone the whole time i wouldn't have been so fucking bored <laughs> yeah i paused uh, it halfway through to go do something else uh, well, and then i came back to watch the good parts <laughs> both oh, of them uh, let me know when you get to those right. anyway great. before we get to that uh parker do we have any news Guys, it's time to pretend that you're mad about the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, that shit. Who could possibly give a shit? There's so many people complaining about the voice, because Chris Pratt's uh, voice doesn't sound like Charles Martinet. I want to make something perfectly clear. If if there was an entire 90-minute movie of Charles Martinet doing Mario going, yeah, woohoo, that is the first and last thing I would assign to Alex. Oh my god, I would fucking beg for somebody to think that they were coming into a Joker sh- uh, showing and <laughs> the shit out of them. Like, I... no. <laughs> I was thinking this, like, that would be the last thing on Earth that Alex... Alex just wouldn't watch movies anymore. He'd just be like, I'm, I'm, like it, I'm a book guy. I'm like the only person on Earth that doesn't like Super Mario 64, because I have to play it on mute. Like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's the thing, it's like I used to not really care that much. And you mentioned me as like, boy, I can't stand his like you know, yaps and yahoos and whatever. But like then the more I started playing Mario Sunshine, I was like, oh, I could put on some metal. You know, listen to something else here. <laughs> I don't know the hate ran that deep, that's beautiful. Yeah, he really hates it. I'm like I'm fine, whatever, but like Chris Pratt's voice sounds fine, whatever. People say, oh, it doesn't look absolutely... One person said that Mario looked like too Uncanny Valley, which means Uncanny Valley doesn't mean anything anymore, because that's not what it uh, means. First of all, it hasn't for like a fucking decade. Okay, It's just fair. like a fucking buzzword now. Yeah. And second of all, you actually watched this trailer? Why? I I, I was kind of curious. My friends were talking about it. I was like, all right, I am the movie guy. So no, we weren't. Out. And uh, <laughs> I looked it up. 
It looks fine. It's whatever. This is nothing to get mad about. It's uh, it's also not something that compels me to see it in theaters. Uh, I will yeah, say, I no, I, I don't know. I might watch it. Uh, I was very pleased with uh, what was it Detective Pikachu? I thought that was fine. So uh, I think that's the reason that Nintendo's making this is they looked at Detective at Detective Pikachu and they're like, wait, we can make video game movies that don't suck complete and total ass. Give it a try. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to give it a chance. Jack Black sounds fine. Like, it's... I, I, I think people are going to put some real effort into this. I think a lot of the people involved are, are going to do... There's going to be, like, a making of, right? The director's commentary feature or something. Like, with, with people so saying... So much, because like, the fucking Comic-Con piggies are going to watch all of it. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. But they're going to be like... It's going to be like Jack Black being, Yo, when I came home, I had Super Mario Brothers 3, man, or, or something. And it's just, it, it, like, I think it's going to illustrate that these people grew up with Mario, and they're going to have a certain amount of, I don't know if it's going to be, like, respect, but they're going to try hard on this one, I I hope. So, I don't know, I guess we'll see. We talked way more about the Mario trailer than I thought we were going to do. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. Yeah. I didn't watch a fucking second of it. I couldn't, like, it got to the point where people were zagging on the Mario trailer and just being like, actually, I watched it and it looks good. It's like, I got, why? Why do you guys need to turn this into a take thing? Like, who cares? Yeah, a lot of people were just like, this could be the, the biggest hit of the world. Like, come on, it's, it's a Mario. This isn't going to change cinema. Look, yeah. fucking losers that watch E3, like, stay in your lane. Like, you don't you don't need to come ruin our hobby, too. Both like, of you. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know a staggering number of E3 watchers. Oh, God. Still? Yeah, somehow. Oh. I don't know. All right. Uh, couldn't be me. Parker, do we have any other news? Uh, I don't think so. I got uh, some news. Oh, let's hear it. No. Hey, Parker, just uh, cluing you in on this one. Go ahead and pencil that Girl Boss Exorcist movie on the calendar, because that's happening. Oh. <laughs> I was, I was laughing hoping at that you didn't see that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at the title. <laughs> Pray for the devil. God damn it. <laughs> I forgot what the fucking title of that movie was. I just kept thinking about fucking... What, what was the sad thing? It was, it was uh, the fucking... She, a nun goes to exorcism school, and uh, the head priest is just like, actually, nuns aren't allowed to do exorcisms. Because they're girls. <laughs> right, exactly. Because their vaginas will interfere with it. I don't know. Yeah, it attracts bears. Bear ghosts. Fucking so. down tempo version of "You Are My Sunshine" on the trailer. Like are you that was that was me? really yeah. It was it was the sad I girl version of it. Dying laughing. <laughs> it sounded like fucking flyleaf. Oh, All right, take me back. Yeah. Somehow offensive to flyleaf. Fuck flyleaf. Anyway. Um, I mean, yeah, but still. Yeah. Uh, Parker knows how much I hate Flyleaf. Anyway, um, yeah, that trailer looks very bad. Not quite as bad as Triangle of Sadness, but, uh, still. Uh, you don't want to see the, the, the a scathing takedown of the rich and beautiful? It's like my favorite thing is, my favorite three words in there was coup de gras. It's like, yeah, this is the killing blow. The rich are hashtag over. Fucking got him. Look at that guy get covered in poo. Made by a director who's worth millions of dollars. Anyway, that's not even the one that pisses me off. The other one is that Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Ray Fiennes, that cooking thing. That looks like shit. I don't want to watch that. I'll watch that. You know what? Actually, you know the one I think you would like, Alex, is uh, The Banshees of Anishirin. I don't know if you heard about this. It's, uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's uh, Brendan Gleeson. No. It's uh, Brendan Gleeson and uh, the, it's the two guys from... Uh, uh, in Bruges. As oh, oh yeah, the director it's, it's of. Martin Martin yeah. McDonough oh. getting his last strike before I stopped watching his movies. Yeah, I do. Know about that. Okay, <laughs> I'm hoping this one works because I saw the trailer a couple times. I was like, I'm 
I think I would like this. I don't know. So, uh... Well, look, seven psychopaths and three billboards back-to-back -back is rough. Yeah. So, oh my uh, god, that's, that's right, that was him. Holy yeah. shit. Yep. <laughs> I, I shouldn't tell you how much uh, of the sweeping fields of Ireland are in this movie, otherwise you'll think it's an A24 movie. Anyway. Uh, I mean, I basically already watched one of those tonight, so... We'll get to that. Uh, Alright, well, if we don't have any more of that, I guess we can get to Jerks of the Week. Uh, my Jerk of the Week is whoever stole my credit card information. Now I'm locked out, and I have to walk to the bank to get cash. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> Josh is listening to this going, Hey guys, check out all this free shit I got. <laughs> I'm gonna cash in his air miles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna open a second Panera subscription. <laughs> Uh, my jerk of the week, uh, yet again, back-to-back -back weeks. So when I say that I can't be racist because all black people are Jews, all of our sponsors pull out. <laughs> and yet, he can just come trotting along, making dog shit albums for a decade, and it's okay. Uh, I just don't uh, understand Dan, the double standard here. This, he doesn't mean it. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, be God, you could not pay me to listen to Life of Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking sucks, Yeah, what if there's an album called Life of Paco? <laughs> it's a double LP. <laughs> There's a lot of tubas on there. It's, it's actually a lot shorter than you think. <laughs> Pretend I said LB, anyways. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, my jerk of the week is myself, because I had one of those moments where I totally forgot how to be a person in public, as, you know, happened from time to time. You do something really, really embarrassing that you're not going to forget for months. For me, it was... Uh, walked out of the movie with Chris went to go watch the rest of the Chiefs Raiders game sat down at the bar was just like dicking around on my phone for a couple minutes you know waiting to be noticed because I wasn't in a hurry um, the bartender's probably standing like I don't know 8 feet from me and like acknowledges me but like says it in kind of like a yelly way um, so I of course look up at her she has a lazy eye so I tend I look over my shoulder to see who she's talking to. And she's like, no, I'm talking to you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. God <laughs> I... <laughs> Which bar was this? Was this in One Loudon? Uh, City Tap, I think. Oh, I've never been there. Look, it's probably not the first okay. time that happened today, so I think you're okay. <laughs> it, it was, like, just loud enough that I was like, uh, does she mean me? She was, like, doing something. I was like, it seemed like she was, like, you know, you know, sometimes bartenders are friendly. It's like, they don't know if, you know, if they're, like, talking to somebody they know or you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Someone told her, keep your eye on the customers, and uh, she's got it covered. So. It was just, like, I turn it around, there's a fucking wall behind me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just walked past that. Like, fuck, I'm stupid. I like the idea there's there's just a wall. It's like a brick wall. There's a sign that says there's no one standing behind you. That's how it felt, man. <laughs> I wish I could have been there for that. All right, well, um, let's get into what we watched recently. I, I've got actually some pretty good ones. I want to start start off with one of the best movies that I've seen all year. This is a Japanese movie from 1985 called Tempopo. This is so you know how they got like spaghetti westerns, which are just uh, westerns that were made in Italy. This is a ramen western. Uh, that's the way it was sold to me by uh, my close personal friend and musical advisor, Michelle. Michelle said, uh, yeah, you should watch it. It's a ramen western. That was like a couple months ago. I finally watched it. I was like, hey, I finally watched it. It was really good. And she says, what is it? <laughs> so she completely forgot, which uh, shows how memorable my life is. Anyway, 
the, the fact that it's a ramen western, I think, is a bit of a misnomer. They don't actually eat spaghetti in spaghetti westerns. Also, this doesn't take place in the Old West. It takes place in Japan. So it's really just a Japanese movie about eating ramen. Uh, that being said, I fucking loved it. I'm not even, like, a huge ramen guy. I feel like I should be, because ramen's delicious. But, man, watching this movie, there was so much care and effort about the way that we eat and who we eat with and, and how we eat and what we eat. And it, it, it's one of those movies that makes you think, man, food matters. So I would highly recommend watching Tampopo. I think it totally rules. You know another movie that rules? One of the four times, actually each of the four times I went to see Everything Everywhere All at Once at the Alamo, I saw the pre-show, and uh, Michelle Yeoh was talking about her career, and her first starring role, I believe, was in a movie called Yes, Madam, a Hong Kong movie that also starred Cynthia Rothrock from Tiger Claws. Uh... This movie is much better. Cynthia Rothrock and uh, Michelle Yeoh are two uh, female cops in Hong Kong, and they kick ass. Cynthia Rothrock really shows off that she was probably the best female martial artist in the world at the time. And Michelle Yeoh, who was not a fighter at all, she was a dancer, but she was able to follow choreography. That means that her scenes are so much more impressive because she's just following what other people are doing, and she does it just wonderfully she's great at acting uh with her face because the dubbing in this movie is horrendous not i didn't watch it in english dubbed even in chinese the audio was fucking horrible but uh it, it the action is spectacular i i definitely recommend yes madam as well like especially the climax the climax is one of the best uh fight scenes i've seen in uh quite some time I'm glad one of us got to see good action this week. I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> now, uh, now a trivia question. Let's play a little bit of trivia. Can either one of you, you spin the wheel? No. Can either one of you name the 1985 winner of uh, Academy Award for Best Picture? No. Nor can I think of Not. a funny answer on the spot. This is a tough one. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm sure I know it, but like, not like, not in this setting. You got, you got a hint for us. I, okay, uh, it stars Meryl Streep. Oh, so definitely no. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Okay, this is out of Africa. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Is this on the list, Chris? It was on. Uh, it was on eleven different lists. So I was like, well, I should probably check this off at some point. I wonder if it just qualifies. Make up numbers of lists and expect. No, really, list. it was like eleven. It's a. Uh, well, how website. many lists are there? Like total? Like, is that a lot? I fucking, I I don't know off the top of my. Head. I could check the website later. I don't know, but eleven is. I think anything that's double digits is a lot. The the movie that's on the most lists, I think, is Fight Club at thirty three. Uh, anyway, uh, out of Africa, eleven different lists. Parker, would you like to guess the length of this movie? Oh my god. 245. Wow, you, you kind of nailed it. <laughs> it's a, Almost yeah. as long as Day of Reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> Out of Africa starring Meryl Streep and uh, who gives a shit? This movie is so fucking boring. It's one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I look, I bring this up just because... I understand, like, hey, everyone has different tastes. You know, some people like this sort of stuff. But not this movie, because I kept looking for people who enjoyed this. Every single review, every single website that I looked to was like, this movie fucking blows. Everyone was like mad that this one uh, Best Picture over... Let me read you some of the other movies that came out in 1985 that were like kind of good. Uh, the Breakfast Club, Brazil, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Better Off Dead, Commando. 
This movie better than what movie's better than Commando? Tampopo, it's another good one. Clue. Uh, a lot of people were saying, "Huh, did this win Best Picture over you know Back to the Future?" I'm like, "All right, guys, slow down a bit." But <laughs> easily, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, this movie better than Commando is maybe one of the most insulting insults that men have ever had to weather. So um, we are strong together as brethren. Let me think of a yes. How long does it take them to get out of Africa? Two forty-five, apparently. I don't know that they ever leave. I don't. I was paying attention. I swear I was paying attention. But God, it takes forever. Uh. Anyway, I did not like it, Sam. I am. But let's move on to something that I did like but didn't love. Uh. Remember how much I liked Psycho too? I was like, wait, this is an underappreciated gem, and maybe Quentin Tarantino is right. Maybe this is better than the original. I don't know. There is an incredibly great ending to Psycho too. So, let's watch Psycho three, which is on the list, and written by and directed by and starring Anthony Perkins. You know how with David O. Russell, everyone's like, fuck that guy because he's like such an asshole to his actors and like everyone hates working with him and his movies all suck too? It's a complete opposite with Anthony Perkins. Like, apparently Anthony Perkins was just the nicest guy around and everyone loved working with him. And he was so humble. And after the movie was made and he was like dying of AIDS, he was just like, oh, I, I just wasn't prepared for that movie. You know, I just didn't know what I was doing. But watch the movie he does a pretty good job he has an idea he knows a character better than everyone else and he he has an idea of how movies ought to work and how you progress the action it's actually a pretty decent movie it it works all right i was i was I'm really impressed this guy understands blocking he understands uh uh lighting he he's really good psycho 3 is uh worth your time it's not as good as psycho 2 it's not as good as psycho 1 but i can't believe that this is quickly becoming one of my favorite horror trilogies Anyway, it stops there. Don't worry about it. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna. uh, I'm not moving forward. Uh, What else I watch? You know what I liked Uh, that a lot of people did not like. It's it's a very low budget vampire movie called Vamp, and this stars Grace Jones, who was in uh, the second Conan movie, and uh, and also Dolph Lundgren. Well, a lot. Is Dolph Lundgren in Vamp? Oh yeah. Well, Dolph Lundgren was inside of her. So yes, sir. Well, I mean. Let's be honest. Well, there's yeah, no it, telling. <laughs> that's correct. They are fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vamp is extremely low budget. You can kind of tell. Uh, but I laughed really hard at the opening scene. Let me set the opening scene for you. Okay, so uh, it's like how do I say? It's uh, like medieval times, sort of. They're going to a castle. It looks like there's a bunch of uh, of uh, monks in robes and everything and they're chanting in latin and these two guys are getting like strung up they're going to be crucified in this upper tower and then this one chant starts repeating over and over again and the guys get like weirded out oh looks like the tape player is skipping oh damn we gotta fix it and it turns out it's just a a, a frat initiation ceremony and the two guys who rush to the fire are just like this, this frat is too lame for us and the reactions of the faces of the guys who are doing it are like cracking me up it's so fucking funny the way that they do this anyway the frat decides hey uh we'll make it up to you uh there's uh, only one way you can get into our legendary frat and they're like uh okay what do we have to do to join your lame ass frat they're like uh get get us a stripper somewhere so they go to a strip club and they get grace jones who's a vampire who can't talk from there it's not as good as the opening scene but it's alright. Uh, it's very 80s in a way that I like. Like, you watch it and you just immediately think 80s in like kind of a cool way. I like the ending. I like the climax. Uh, 
Vamp is good, which is weird because like I've seen so many vampire movies. Like half the fucking movies on the list are vampire movies. This one's all right. It's not The Lost Boys, which is like a lot better, but this one works. Oh, yeah, right. it's fine. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. much of it. I'll be honest. That's totally fair. Hey Parker, how much of Street Trash do you remember? Oh, too <laughs> much. <laughs> Street Trash is a. Uh, I feel like I should be offended, but I'm not, and maybe I feel a little bit worse that I'm not offended by this. <laughs> if it didn't look like it was made for $5, I'd be more offended. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're clearly leaning into, uh... I feel kind of bad for Jane Arakawa, who's the one of the lead actresses in here, because Stop called her a gook whore in this movie. She didn't sign up for that. And <laughs> oh she certainly goodness. didn't sign up for that obese guy laying on top of her. <laughs> She's clearly suffocating. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- I mean, this guy's Paco-sized. Anyway. Uh, All right, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> HD didn't exist back then. They didn't have IMAX cameras for street drive. Right, okay, that's fair. Anyway, the majority of this movie takes place at a dump. There's a flying dildo that's nowhere near as funny as the filmmakers seem to think that it was. I did think that the effects were pretty good. And the effects were certainly cheap, but they were effective so that goes for something the basic idea is i guess it's (laughs) the basic idea is there is a a brewery that's uh created a new brew and uh turns out it's not actually beer or liquor at all it's toxic waste and it turns you into just goop so it's a it's kind of like a a much worse version of the stuff in black dynamite (laughs) which is all i could think about when i was watching it which is also a better movie which is uh not the highest bar to clear with Street yeah, Trash. Yeah, not saying much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Street Trash isn't great, but I just... I, I wasn't like, oh, this is so bad or whatever. It's like, I felt like I knew that they were going for something. It won for me. And I'm sure this is like a cult hit with a bunch of really creepy people, but... Yep. Oh, boy. Yes, sir. You probably just assume that about everything on the list. Yeah, dude. correct. Yeah, well, we'll get to creeps. Anyway, uh, next one. Parker, you didn't like this very much. I have a bit of a softer spot for it. Remember we didn't like the Monster Squad very much, because... Like, we didn't grow up in the 80s, so, like, what are you going to do? You know, I think The Gate is, like, a better version of Monster Squad. The Gate is better. I still don't care for it. That's totally fair, yeah. The basic idea is there's two young boys, and uh, they're living in the 80s, and they dig up a hole in the backyard, and uh, little demons come through. I don't know. It kind of worked for me. I think that this is sort of one of the things where you could watch it and it influence you. Every single person who watches seems to think, oh yeah, this is where they got the idea from Stranger Things from. And I'm like, that's really insulting to Stranger Things because Stranger Things is based on like a lot of shit, you know? And it's not just this obscure movie from 1987. Uh, but I don't know. The gate kind of worked for me. Speaking of things is like that are just made for children, remember how much I liked Creepshow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what else is on the list? Uh, you know what else is also uh, has a segment by Stephen King? Creep Show 2. Uh, you know what movie is not enough segments, but also still very long? <laughs> Creep Show 2. <laughs> so, one of my favorite things about Creep Show 2 was, or about Creep Show, was that puppet that you see at the beginning. <laughs> it's one of the most fucking terrifying things you ever see. Yeah, well, what do you think about the new one? <laughs> Creep Show 2. They have a guy in a silly rubber mask. It sucks then, so bad. It's so cheap. And it, it literally looks like he's just wearing a... You can practically see the opening at the back. Now, I talk all the time about, oh, this has good animation. One that I'm not going to talk about, but I saw actually at the Alamo the just yesterday. I saw Akira, uh, which is, has some of the best animation I've ever seen, period. 
how do you define good animation? It's not just good art. It's not just a good drawing. But it's how that drawing moves to the next drawing, to the next drawing, to the next drawing, 60 frames per second, etc. How well is it literally animated? Creepshow 2 features some animated segments. <laughs> These look like they were drawn by the same people who did the Zelda CDI games. They're, they look worse than a fucking Star Wars holiday special. These are some of the worst animated segments I've ever seen. Wretched looking. Fucking horrendous. Biggest problem with Creepshow 2, above all else, is it's it's three segments, right? Yeah, yeah, it's three segments. And that first one, the one they lead off with, feels like it's four and a half hours long. It, it, it is, is way too interminable. Oh my god. So the interesting thing is that's one of that's my second favorite segment. I, I actually what in the... No, I actually kinda like the Western one. I actually think that one's alright because it's the morality tale is don't steal Indian treasure or Native American treasures. Uh and I like George Kennedy's acting, and it's it's well built, it's well written. That one I like. The last one, that feels like you're spinning your wheels. That's some oh, yeah. that some woman is cheating on her husband, and she leaves uh, the that guy's uh, place, and she's driving home, and she accidentally hit hit and run some guy, and then he's a spooky ghost skeleton in her back, and he tries to get her to crash, and she does crash. What are we doing? When, hurry up! When, get to the it's point. It's always what is good this? when you're watching one of these. And you're just muttering to yourself, I fucking got it. Yeah. Let's go. But the real draw... we had an hour 45? Come on. Yeah, but the real draw of this is the second segment. This is called The Raft. Parker, do you remember The Raft? Oh, vividly. Yeah, The Raft is one of the most memorable horror things I have ever seen. And that's why I actually kind of like Creepshow, too. I'm a little bit defensive about it for two reasons. One, like... I kind of like the pulp era of writing. I think that there's a lot of value and dignity in there. And two, this movie is made specifically for kids. It wasn't marketed to them. They weren't supposed to check it out at the video library, but they did. They would steal it from places, and that's what it was intended for. And you watch it at home, and it traumatizes you for the rest of your fucking life. And especially The Raft. I can get mad at, like, oh, Tom Zavie is a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. Whatever. That is some of the most horrifying shit I ever saw in that segment. And it's got suspense. So it's not just the, you know, the, the horror of this, like, ew, creepy, goopy thing is going to dissolve my girlfriend in, in the lake. There's some real terror in there. And it makes you not want to go outside anymore. And uh, I don't know. I, I actually do like Creepshow, too. Even with all the different problems that it has, I came out of this one actually kind of liking it. So I got that for well, you. You put the raft in Creepshow 1 in place of the Stephen King becomes a plant man segment. That's a ten star movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. That I a hundred percent agree. And I actually, I was, I was thinking back to the Stephen King. Uh, how do I? I, and I have nothing nice to say about that. Yeah, no. I'm trying my best. It's like I, I kind of, I guess I kind of like the fact that it's like it's cheesy, it's hokey, and it's just him doing his bullshit stuff. And I guess that was probably in EC Comics, which I've never actually read. But I, it, it does, it distracts skip. from the movie, you know. Yeah, it's an instant skip every time. It really is, yeah. Oh, I watched another Stephen King thing that's not on the list because it's just an episode of a TV show. Um, I watched the episode Grandma of the 1985 Tales from the Crypt. This was written by Stephen King and was adapted for the screen by Harlan Ellison. And oh, it's, there it is. It, yeah, I know. Okay, fine, whatever. But this is one of the most challenging adaptations I've ever seen because I've read Grandma, and Grandma is nothing but um, internal monologues. So to convert, like, apparently uh, the staff at the Twilight Zone was like, oh, fuck, 
CBS bought this one? Because this is the same thing that happened with The Lawnmower Man. If you read The Lawnmower Man, you're like, oh, fuck, we can't film this. And that's, like, if you read Grammy, it's just like, this isn't actually film. It's just nothing but internal monologues. They somehow made something more than usable out of this. This is actually really well done. It's not as good as the other two segments that I mentioned, but it's actually pretty good. I think if you were to watch it, you'd say, wow, that, that goes in the good column of Stephen King stuff. Apparently, I've got some bad ones that will come up. I am so excited you've reached this era. Yeah. Because <laughs> now it's all things that I've seen. I'm just rubbing my hands like, yeah, that's, go ahead. Yeah, that's the thing. Because like, yeah. I'm going through like a letterbox. I'm like, oh, add to the watch list of Parker. Oh, God. <laughs> Parker's yeah. review. And that's right. <laughs> hey, let me know when you watch The Mangler, buddy. We're going to have a long conversation oh, that day. The, the Mangler's that coming movie. up, man. Holy guacamole. That movie's dog shit. Here's one that... This is the most disappointing one. Because... And maybe this is my fault. Like, fucking whatever. This is me getting my hopes up. The title of this movie already had me excited. Rock and Roll Nightmare. Oh boy. And who... The the poster is fucking routine. It's this huge muscle guy with, with like fucking Super Saiyan hair. He's like this. And there's like a devil sort of thing behind him. I'm just like, oh fuck yeah, here we go. Who's it starring? Parker, do you remember... I, I bring this movie up way too much for an MSD movie. But do you remember the one Zombie Nightmare? It's of course. got Yeah, it's got... Was, is it Tia Carrera and... Um, Who's the original Batman? The guy from the 60s? Adam West? Yeah, Adam West. He's in that movie, yeah. Uh, I should watch that episode again. I don't remember yeah, that. Dude, yeah, well, his segments are the least memorable. But that's like one of my favorite episodes. I, I bring it up all the time. It stars the guy from that with the long hair. John Michael Thor is his name. Good name. Yeah, is a really good name. Rock and Roll Nightmare fucking blows. It is so... It's so lazy. This is one of the laziest... Like, I, I say all the time, like, if I see you put effort into your movie, I'm going to be a lot kinder to it. Not so with this one. Uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare is clearly every single actor in there were like, oh, it would be fun to be a movie star. They don't want to actually act in the movie or try or do anything cool or interesting. They're just... It's just a stupid band doing really shitty music, and uh, every once in a while a really terrible special effect happens. It sucks. I'm going to spoil the end of it because it's not even worth watching. At the end, John Michael Thor becomes some sort of uh, god thing and it turns out all the monsters were actually space aliens. And I'm like, wow, that's the kind of stupid twist that normally I would like. And it it totally just sucks because like everything that came before it was the, the laziest shit. The audio is indecipherable. Uh, the effects are... I mean, it goes beyond low budget because I can see low budget stuff that actually works. This one, it was one of the worst ones. I, I do not recommend Rock and Roll Nightmare. <laughs> I guess neither does anyone else. <laughs> um, and uh, the only other thing I watched is, in order to get ready for Day of Reckoning, I watched Universal Soldier Regeneration, which was better. All right. Uh, I did not watch that one. I was going to. And then I uh, hit snooze. Oh, well, tell you what. Uh, it, it essentially acts as a prequel in some sort of way. I bet if you watch well, this... The good and interesting stuff happens, or...? Actually, yeah. I think if you were to watch it, the fight scenes are way better. Like, there's a lot of good action. The story is stupid, but stupid in, like, a fun way. Uh, there's more Dolph Lundgren, which is always a good thing to say about a movie. And uh, it doesn't look like it was directed by Nicholas Wingdings Refn. So, all right. Alex, what did you watch? I watched one thing this week for every single thing that's bad about being a Baldwin. <laughs> Parker, what'd you watch this week? Well, guys, the new Hellraiser is out. It's oh. fine. Oh. <laughs> no. Wait, 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 wait. Disappointing possible answer. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. Uh, two hours. Oh. 
Wait, yeah. How did that happen? I'm going to tell you right now, you could just fast forward past that first hour and miss fuck all. I promise you. Why would there be two hours of this? That's a fantastic question I've not yet gotten to the bottom of. Yeah. But I mean, like, the last third of it rips when things go full Hellraiser. Like, it's pretty good. I heard that the last Hellraiser movie that you watched was hilarious. Buddy. And also the last one I watched? <laughs> the last, like, seven of them are funny for different reasons. I think it was, I think it was like, six or seven or something. The years, like... second to last one is, yeah. uh, oh boy. I, yeah, the way that you described it. It, it was weird that I enjoyed else. the first two Hellraiser movies. No, it's not, because they fucking own. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I know that no matter what I think, it's at worst the third best in the franchise. <laughs> like, no matter what my verdict ends up being, it's still, at worst, not as good as 1 and 2. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, my biggest issue is, like, we just don't have, like, subtlety in movies anymore, so we just spend an hour telling you the themes directly. Like, yeah. yes, I understand. Addiction is bad. Thank you, movie. And then you're just, like, watching that clock like, fuck, man, it's, I haven't seen a lot of Cinebites for a while. And then once they get back to the spooky old rich man's rape house, and then the things are unleashed, it turns pretty good. And uh, much like Day of Reckoning, I watched it on streaming, so I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> turns out when you watch uh, cheap movies that are too long and you can pause it halfway through, it adds an extra star to your rating. Yeah. It's a little life hack for you guys. There you go. I don't know why Keep the fuck. Keep that mind for the next time they put a Universal Soldier movie in a theater. Why? Why did they do... Is that a part of, like, some... What is going on? So, I actually asked uh, uh, one of the managers at the Alamo, like, who picked this? Because I know it wasn't Brian Loy. I was like, how does this happen? She's like, well, because it's part of Fist City, so it must have come from corporate. So, I feel like I should send a letter to corporate being like, look, all right, it's fine, it's whatever, well, I don't like was... everything, but... <laughs> not, to, not to, you know, spoil the future segment here, but there were two people other than us in that theater, so uh, <laughs> yeah. great choice all around. It's like, look, I like this movie, but I wouldn't I wouldn't pay to see it. Like, I... come on. It's like the sixth Universal Soldier movie. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck are we doing? But also, like... Not you guys, like, what is Alamo But, doing? like, That's... this one on the big screen, I think the only thing that I was thinking, because, again, it obviously worked on me... But, like, I hear Scott Atkins, Dolph Lundgren, and uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in a Universal Soldier movie? Oh, that's got to be a treat on the big screen. I, I just heard Parker told me it was good. and I That, too. It. What and a I mistake. That mistake twice. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. We'll get this. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that actually were good and are still good, did you guys know that the Rush Hour movies were all on Netflix? Oh, hell yeah, oh, hell dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just played your nights for you. <laughs> I actually never seen them. Oh. <gasps> Okay. Uh, I have to do okay. that. Yeah. We'll be back in two hours. Yeah. Uh, change of episode. <laughs> Actually, wait. So, Parker, I'm not trying to call... I, I try not to be like the star police on Letterboxd, but you only gave the first rush hour three stars. So is there something you didn't like about it? I mean, it, you can only take so much Chris Tucker in one sitting. Okay, Dad. It's, it's a lot of... I mean, it's it's a lot more than I remember, let me tell you. No, no, no. That, like, like I, I, I get that. No, I know. I understand. Kind of hard. Like, he's fucking annoying. I actually, I actually he really like him in that movie. A lot more than I remembered. Holy shit. Yeah. But, like, it's still good. I think I, my problem is, like, I've seen it 45 times. Yeah, I think that's fair. I actually think that this is Jackie Chan, probably my favorite of all of his movies. I think his stunts are the best in this one. Yeah, like, it's pretty solid. Like yeah. three stars ain't bad. It's, yeah, it's fine. I, I like the second one a lot too. I think the second one owns. I don't think I watched the third. Me neither. Yeah, I don't really want to. Yeah, it was a nice revisit. 
That little girl is so adorable when she's singing uh, the Mariah Carey song in the car. (laughs) Uh, The last thing I'd like to talk about, uh, this is more of an apology. Guys, I'm really sorry for not forcing you guys to pivot to Deadstream. Because that movie is so (laughs) You seem passionate about this one. (laughs) We watched it. A girlfriend got very sleepy, so she went to bed. And then the next morning, we just put it back on and watched it again. (laughs) And she's like 85 minutes with credits. It has such a good pitch of this, like, the most fucking obnoxious YouTube personality you can imagine. It does, like, all these pranks and shit, and then gets his channel taken down and loses all of his sponsors. So he has to, like, pivot to a new streaming service, and his big plan is, Alright, guys, to, in order to retain my one sponsor, I'm gonna go stream from this spooky haunted house where I live. And that's in the first, like, three minutes. That's the entire setup. He's just there, five minutes in the movie, he's there with his cameras. And it... It just has so many small bits that work. Like, I love him being absolutely terrified for his life, but having to make sure he doesn't get demonetized so he can't swear. So he has to keep catching himself as he's nearly <laughs> murdered by ghosts. It's it's yeah, such I'll, a. I'll like, definitely be watching this. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, there's so many little bits like that that I love so much. Like, um, you know, a lot of these found footage movies begin with like the text crawl, like on this date, so and so entered this house. This footage was recovered. Mm-hmm. It flashes out on screen. And then it zooms out to show that that's a t-shirt that he's selling. <laughs> like, he already <laughs> pre-made and printed up for that night. That's actually great! Uh, oh, man, I need to watch His this. channel is called Wrath of Sean, and he calls this event Sean Carpenter's Halloween, which is incredibly good. <laughs> uh, the chat is not on the screen the whole movie, because you would not have literally any tension. But it, it pops up uh, repeatedly. Uh, I love very early on before anything happens where just just random is constantly posting hey dude turn around hey dude turn around turn around dude something there dude turn around <laughs> like nothing's happening he's just walking through the house everyone's trying to psych him out um, the very first time he hears a thud he shrieks and runs and hides under a blanket which is a very good <laughs> bit I worked uh, on me the first time things start uh, really picking up uh, everyone's spamming like just a screenshot and it's going hey bro you should get the fuck out of there like four or five people posted he's like yeah very funny guys he goes back to the you know the live video goes to that timestamp, sees the ghost and just immediately freaks the fuck out and realizes like oh my god they didn't photoshop it what the fuck is in here um there's the chat starting a change.org petition for him to stop being a pussy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he has like cameras set up all over the house including uh, when he has to fight a ghost he uh, he comes across a spear so he attaches a camera to it and calls it the spear cam so you get the POV of him trying to attack ghosts with it okay alright this, <laughs> oh this is in my it future is. this is it might be next week's episode I we should have pivoted that's on me I should have just fucking <laughs> thrown it we'll get to it his fucking bitch screams the entire movie are so good because he that, just rides the line of just like hating this annoying dude but also like he's so earnest and afraid and annoying that you kind of want him to make it out it's a very fine line it's hard to walk right I I fucking love this movie I loved it so much <laughs> like I said I watched it twice in 24 hours and I am very excited to show it to more people it's like I said like a tight 85 with credits you're in the house within five minutes like the entire exposition in the beginning is just headlines of and like clips of him doing the most annoying fucking pranks on earth getting chased by police and homeless people it is oh, it's so good you guys I cannot wait to talk about it more next week 
All right, so let's talk about uh, Universal Soldier for five minutes and talk about Beer Fest again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is... I don't usually do trigger warnings on this, but uh, if you have epilepsy, don't watch this yeah, Holy movie. shit, I don't know it, how I forgot yeah, I that. I wish you guys would have fucking it, told me. I don't know how well, the wish fuck you I guys, forgot like, about that. I fucking that. knew. Like, dude... This fucking movie could kill you if you have epilepsy. (laughs) It's insane. I I was feeling real bad for like twenty minutes. Do Do you have epilepsy or is just? I don't. I'm just very light and sound sensitive. Totally fair. Because I I saw you're like hiding from your hat, and I was like, I wish I was beheaded right now. (laughs) It was. uh... Why did they not put a warning on the theater? Why didn't they put a warning at the start of my fucking rental? Like I was staring at the wall for like five minutes. You know what you could have done? Because you watched it on TV, you could have like stood up and gone to like get a beer or like cleaned your cat's box or something. You know, just turned it off. Or or done that or like focused on the video game you're playing at the same time. I finished it an hour ago. I was already (laughs) locked into this episode. There, there's like no point to doing that too. I understand. Oh, you know, it's a style. It's, it's what he's seeing in his mind. No, it's not. I know it's not what he's seeing in his mind because Scott Atkins' face, who I keep forgetting is British, by the way, uh, <laughs> his face the entire time is happening is just like, hmm. it's that normal face that Scott Atkins has. You ever realize Scott Atkins, his face is, I, I kind of have resting bitch face too, but his is like a different step. His is resting. I want to kick your ass face, which. I get, like, cool, he's a kung fu artist. He does shit like that in his movies. The first time we see his face is when he's looking in the mirror. He looks like he wants to kick his own ass. And uh, I I could sympathize with that because he's the kind of guy who wears a bracelet to bed. So He's just really, really mad about the queen still. He wishes he had <laughs> been dispatched there. It, it fucks me up every single time he speaks and his <laughs> accent comes out. <laughs> do, you, do you think there's a bunch of British guys that do the Mark Wahlberg thing? I was going to say, if anyone's a Mark Wahlberg of Britain, it's got to be Scott Atkins, right? Boy, I fucking <laughs> been there. That is extremely disrespectful of Scott Atkins. Boy, I've been driving. Princess Dodge still be here. Simple as. God, I hate that entire country so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, you do. All right, so uh, this is from uh, who's the director? Was it John Hyam, something like that? Hyam was his uh, yeah. name. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. This motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> I I shouldn't even say it. this. This feels so much like a Nicholas Wingding's Reffin movie. Alex, you said it feels more like an A twenty four movie, and I didn't say it feels more like an A twenty four movie. I think Reffin's a good comp. I think this feels like my least favorite thing about four different directors. It's like everything I hate about Nolan movies, and everything I hate about Zack Snyder, and everything I hate about A twenty four horror, like all rolled up into one movie. See, like that's the thing is, uh, as the sixth of the series. You don't want it to get watered down, right? You don't want it to, you know, just become a savvy old, actually it turns into fucking X versus Sever. So what do you do? You make it into a horror movie. Parker, this should be on the list. Alright? This whole movie is, it feels like it's, it's, seriously, it feels like it's shot like a horror movie. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because my uh, roommate watched it with me, he's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, it's an action movie. And the opening scene's going on, and he's like, I mean, very funny. Seriously, what are we watching? Because <laughs> then he like you go through the hallways with POV. It's all dark and slow, and then this dude in mask pull his wife into the room. He's like, "Yo, seriously, what the fuck are we watching?" Oh, man, that's the thing. It's like I guess it was. It almost felt like uh, not found footage, but like, what if Hardcore Henry was a horror movie? I guess that was what they were going for. Has, has he watched Hardcore Henry yet? You assigned it to me. I did. Yeah, no, no, you gave him that, and you gave him Hardcore Henry and his book. 
in the same week. Oh. So was that the same week? Oh, that was the same week. Oh. Yeah, I remember that one vividly. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> It was, was weird because I didn't up. mind Hardcore yeah. Henry, but Book of Henry, oh. Uh, what a convenient thing for me to remember, knowing full well that Chris has a spin to give out later. Right, yeah, ugh. Thanks, Book man. Of, <laughs> Book of Henry. Oh, boy. Anyway, yeah. So this is a Universal Soldier movie. This is supposed to be, what was the thing? I think, isn't it in, like, Metal Gear Solid 2? They were like, oh, they're all super soldiers, and also they're all clones of fucking Solid Snake, right? Well, yeah, we made Day of Reckoning, and that's basically what they're doing there. Uh, regeneration basically does the same thing, but it's cooler. Just I don't know. That's the only way I could put it. Uh, there is also a- like, like just just you know before we move past the opening scene mm-hmm. where his wife and daughter, one of the most androgynous child actors in movie history, yes. but uh, uh, just get the absolute dog shit murdered out of them by a bunch of dudes in masks. I, I feel like the masks really lose the effect when one of the antagonists' nickname is the Pitbull. It's like we know who shot him. Like, <laughs> I was, I, I was see if I could set up that joke for you later, but uh, I don't worry. I, I my, my only setup I, I take was my uh, this movie stars the ugliest man in the world. No, not Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> this dude, no, this dude's nose is in like six different places. <laughs> well. It comes with the profession, as it turns I, out. Yeah, that's about what uh-huh. I thought. And I, I can kind of get it. It's just like, oh, we cast this MMA dude. What's he going to do in the movie? Kill people. Punch. Uh, yeah. uh, be, be silent, and I guess. Well, um, hey, uh, I've watched a lot of uh, Andre Arlovsky in my life. That's yeah, probably for the best, man. You don't want that man uh, cutting clothes. Uh, I've watched him uh, win some fights. You don't need him talking. Hey, yeah. hey, you know, if you can't deliver lines, then uh, maybe don't be in the movie for 45 minutes. Like, Also fair. I have a feeling Wait, is, that like, isn't he, he tried... The, oh, isn't he the third lead in Regeneration? Yeah, he's in He's in Regeneration, but like... I believe he's also the lead of the second one, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. I think he was I've not gone that far down I don't, this I'm not going to look it up. Anyway, uh, same, but... uh yeah, he's in regeneration. It's, but he's basically fine in that one, and it, it his accent makes sense in that one. <laughs> in this one, when I saw him again, I was just like, "Oh, that guy!" It's it's really like it's a completely different role. It, I watched that one to try to get context for this movie. Didn't help because John Hyams decide or Nicholas Winging's reference. He was trying to do like one of those fucking like artsy sort of mentalities. Parker, you may not have seen Apocalypse Now, but. You have a general understanding of where it's going because this movie is just trying to do that. Right down uh-huh. to skip right to the end. Fucking Jean Claude Van Damme painting half of his face white, half of his face black, <laughs> but the top half of his face white, the the bottom half black. So the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's so fucking all funny when it reveals his face. I, I don't. I I can't tell whether that was like so fucking stupidly funny, but also kind of offended my sensibilities. Whether whether that scene or when they just straight up rip off the axe scene from The Shining. Uh, I couldn't tell which one annoyed me <laughs> slash made me laugh more. <sighs> but uh, the Colonel hey, Curse you, you, face made kill. Sorry. How do, yeah, <laughs> how do you do, fellow movie fans? Like, yeah, fuck off, man. It, that's basically what it is. It really felt like he was doing something like that. This came out, I believe. A year after Drive, and uh, I feel like he was taking some notes because, like, I was gonna say, like, oh, hey, the less Andre Arlovsky talks, the better. But then I thought, you know what? Silence isn't golden in a movie like this because there's way too many like quiet scenes that are still supposed to drive the story, and these actors aren't good enough to do that. I'm sorry, Look, I will to Scott say, <laughs> As the person who liked this movie the most, 
this had no business being this long. You no, will not well, you yeah. will not get me into that corner. This yeah. should have been eighty five minutes. You know what's unfortunate? I, I will not back down. Is I, I look at this movie and I thought, well, hey, if it sucks, like we'll laugh during it. Alex, we didn't laugh once, did we? Absolutely not. I laughed harder at the trailer for the Girl Boss Exorcist movie than I did at <laughs> anything in this. Um, and it's it's got like so like look, you want to try to make like an elevated action movie, like sure, whatever, like I'm fine with it. Yeah. It, it, even even if it's like two hours long, like sure, whatever, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And all your action scenes look like dog shakes there and Zack Snyder slow mo. Sure, fine, whatever. You're not you haven't totally lost me yet. The problem is like. They make this movie plot dense in a way that, like, you have nothing else to do but think about what's going on, which is the worst thing you can do when you're making a movie like this. Like, okay, so, for example, you know, at the beginning, you know, he, he's, like, in the, the, the hospital that, like, we can clearly tell is a fake hospital because we've seen movies before. Um, and he talks to the FBI guy, who is clearly a fake FBI guy because we've seen movies before. And then the guy walks out and he pulls out a cell phone and he's like, all right activate the plumber or whatever which is how andre arlovsky even comes into the movie because he's like oh he's in the universal program the universal soldier program he gets activated and then he gets deactivated and the fbi guy who is in the whole movie just never mentions it again just like oh yeah this is the guy we're gonna do you're gonna send out to like go kill this guy and stop him oh oh no he's just a bad guy now all right never mind well, well, not to jump around too much, but to your point about being too plot dense, uh, as someone who had seen this movie before, I think like a year ago, when it got to the end and the other Scott Atkins opens the door, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I had yeah. zero memory of this. See, that's the thing, is one of the reasons that I liked Apocalypse Now is that it was about something. This is about the Vietnam War and all that that entails. Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, I basically followed the plot, but it's not about anything and you know what i always say about science fiction it needs to be about something and it's not even about like oh this is why it's bad to create super soldier clones of jean i don't don't know chris i don't know chris i think this is a pretty scathing takedown of the rich and powerful (laughs) i guess in a way i wonder what they're gonna eat (laughs) (laughs) apparently they're handing out barf bags uh, at the alamo premiere so oh fuck off i won't be there um you will no. Uh, tube. Th- <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. The word uh, tube. You know. Something the dog's tail I, cuts between its legs. <laughs> I, I just. I loathe the idea of seeing that movie, but if I could make Chris watch it. Yeah, oh, that's really well. what it's all about. <laughs> oh, I don't want to. Anyway. Uh, you know what, Parker? I think we ought to jump around a lot in this one, but I, I want to address one of the things that hell. I know you specifically... I'm not trying to like jump down your throat here or whatever. That's fine. Like, I mean... I am. You, don't worry. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, well then, in, in this case, I will set you two up against each other. Let's talk about those fight scenes, which is the only reason that I watched this. Fucking so bad. <laughs> I didn't they look them. like shit. Okay, it's a lot so, flatter than I remembered, I'll be honest with you. I think I was It uh, reminds me of Jack Reacher mm-hmm. 2. Like a movie, I, I except uh, the 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 difference is like I know for a fact beyond a shadow of a doubt that Scott Atkins can wow. do all of these stunts. I do not need quick cuts Ooh. on Scott Atkins Atkins action scenes. If you're gonna do fucking quick cuts, just cast fucking Russell Crowe or something. Who cares? Like, what are we doing? Oh, no, we're talking. I uh, so about Scott Atkins being able to do those stunts. Apparently, I. Uh, he he was supposed to do a, a way bigger, better uh, version of that climax with Jean-Claude Van Damme, but he couldn't because he had an injury. So that's why that fight scene in particular is somewhat neutered. That doesn't excuse the other ones. Uh, 
in particular... All both of them. Uh, look, in particular, I was sold on this one specifically by Parker about the sporting goods fight scene. I was like, I oh, remember that being... And I remember like, oh yeah, there's an unrated version, and that's one not streaming. Well, I'm not going to go I guess we have it. to go back to the theater and check that one out. <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> no, That's I, the uh, one I watched the first time, and it's definitely not the one that was on Paramount. Oh, great. You know, uh, when it got to that scene, I was like, okay, finally, three hours into this movie, let's see the good stuff. I just could maybe maybe it was the way that it was shot. Maybe it was the way that it was lit. This this maybe this would look better on a TV screen because I was watching it. I just didn't care. I'm not saying that the movie was too brutal, but it, it almost felt like it, it was taking glee in the violence in a way that it isn't fun. There wasn't enough music to make it seem cool. This is a movie that needed some butt metal, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. That, but that's what that's most movies. Yeah. Yes. Hey, hey Parker, I have a question for you. Absolutely. So, you know, as somebody that has seen only this one and the first one, like, you you clearly watched this for a reason, and I'm assuming it's because other people told you it was good, like, like when you first watched it now. Uh, by any chance, were those the same people that told you that that Vince Vaughn prison fight movie were good? Uh, because I fucking bet every dollar to my <laughs> name that they were. It's possible. I don't know. Everyone the online same fucking is the movie. same person to me. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh... Yeah, that that Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine is the movie I thought about the most <laughs> while watching this. I, I get that is that, yeah. Please don't put that on the wheel. <laughs> no, uh, I think that's on I'm the list. I'm looking at my icon and laughing at me. Don't put it on the wheel. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, no, I, I get it because this this movie feels like oh yeah. So this is like the hardcore stuff. Actually, you know, here's the thing about the story is. Speaking as a person who has the most Universal Soldier experience, having seen the most movies, which is nothing to brag about. Uh, I, I understand what the director slash writer was going for in that if the Universal Soldier was allowed to reach its uh, natural conclusion, this is probably what would happen, alright? There probably would be Jean-Claude Van Damme with Colonel Kurt's face paint and Dolph Lundgren as this insane, you know, super soldier and then Scott Atkins getting woken up out of a fake hospital, except he's cloned Scott Atkins. I, I get it, it's probably where it would go. That doesn't make it an interesting story. Because this story didn't interest me in the slightest. I didn't care about any of these characters. I didn't care what was going to happen. I didn't. If Scott Atkinson got shot like an hour fifteen in, I would have said, "Okay, who are we focusing on now?" If they had rolled the credits, I just would have walked home. It's it's not even. It's not just that you don't care. Yeah. It's that you could have done this in a way that made people care. Like it's the the bare bones of the story are not boring. Mm-hmm. The way it's told and the way it's executed are boring as fucking sin, and don't answer any of the halfway interesting questions that it's trying to ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is, I mean, it just like the Neon Demon. Yeah. Like the the way that, that regeneration that, ends, which uh, Parker I think would be the only one who'd be interested in watching. Although Alex, I think you might get something out of it. Uh, it, uh, not not after I watch this. I understand. I, I understand if you don't want to like visit that movie. I, I think if you're done with the Universal Soldier stuff, hey, totally defensible. But uh, Regeneration ends with... Uh, I'm, I guess I'm just going to spoil it anyway. What the fuck do I care? Jean-Claude Van Damme kills clone Dolph Lundgren, and he escapes into uh, loneliness, into desolation, away from society. I, I understand how it could possibly fall, because we established that clones exist in Regeneration, but fuck is the point of it it doesn't even matter uh, and, and to do something like this it almost feels like the director is trying to raise his own status in hollywood what is it alex you have a question uh since you are the expert here in regeneration is dolph lundgren also dressed like cammy from street fighter <laughs> no 
Why? Yeah. Why does he have the bison hat? Yeah, that's a <laughs> it. No, actually, Alex is right. That is Cammy from Street Fighter. <laughs> I I fucking know. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's actually exactly it. Uh, there is an actress in this movie. All right, Mr. moving on to sure. the game of games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. This I is definitely fun. a movie that benefits from watching at home and also maybe in chunks. And maybe not yeah. actually watching it. Hey, if you're going to watch it, just skip to the car chase and just watch like from there on. You're fine. Look, the only thing that kept this movie from earning like my contempt was I had an all right time with some of the fight scenes. I Whatever. I, I didn't dislike him as much as Alex did. Certainly didn't like him as much as Parker did. But this doesn't even rise to the level of, oh, it's an artistic sort of thing. Like, I understand what you're going for. I think this movie's kind of embarrassing. I, I think that you make something like this and you missed the mark. You should have gone stupid. Instead, you tried to go, like, faux intelligent and this is what you get. It was very unpleasant. I think unpleasant is the real word that I want to use here. Oh, if I paid for a ticket, it'd drop a star. Oh, I bet. 100%. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to bullshit you. <laughs> like, it would, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, we got nothing else. We can move on to the game of games. Right, I, so I really think what determines. Look, I could make fun of this movie for twenty more minutes, but it's not productive. I could also talk about beer fest for twenty minutes. So let's do that instead. Right. Well, I <laughs> I only have thirty five minutes left on my hard drive, so if we could... that sounds like a you problem. So, anyways, yeah. uh, determines. <laughs> we'll just tell you what you got on the wheel tomorrow. Yeah, you'll figure out. You'll be plum surprised. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for that. That's that is a line I should not be forgetting. Cause that fucking killed me. <laughs> Good news, Alex. You and I can both delete the same Universal Soldier torrent we have. Do I have that one? I might. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. But like yeah, twenty <laughs> fucking gigs for some reason. Yes, well, sir. I mean, I don't actually have to delete torrents anymore because they're on my old hard drive, which I haven't bothered to plug in solely because now that I just pay for IPTV, I can hit and run all I want. Oh, nice. So, uh, suck a dick, torrent website users. I love that for I you. Will, I will never see it again. <laughs> um... All right, all right. I guess on to the game again. Yeah, no one wants to talk beer fest. And I mean, what are we gonna do? Just be doing? Yes, just be in all the world. I mean, we could. We we really didn't do the um the you know the beer Olympics part of beer fest justice. Case in point, the fact that at one point during that, a monkey is shown chugging a beer, and we did not bring it up last week. I forgot about that. Oh my goodness. I remembered it immediately after we, we stopped recording last week. I was like, oh, fuck. But thankfully, now that we're doing Beer Fest again, I can talk about it. <laughs> hey, guys, you want to hear my Parker impression? So what country is the monkey represent? Okay, that's my uh, Parker impression. Like <laughs> 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 well, Chris, based on what you watched this week, it sounds like you're the expert. <laughs> yeah, buddy, you tell me. Well, that's not good. So the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, spin your little wheel. <laughs> Let's let's do it. Come on, present your screen. Right. <laughs> 3.30 in the fucking morning. Hey, present them. I'm thinking about you All saying right. two, and I just, like, squeak and hide behind a chair. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 
can go ahead and peep, uh, peep the results up here. Ah, big week for Chris, 5-0. and oh. All of us are somehow now at 17 wins each for the season. I don't know how that happened. It's called but, uh, the, the right column is the amount of, that you can still spend. Okay. Um, Chris, since you went 5-0, and oh, you do get to make somebody spin the wheel. So who's it going to be? Uh, Parker, how about you spin yeah, that old yeah. wheel for me? All right. <laughs> I will stop recommending movies that I watched while drunk. That is my bad. <laughs> that is Look, on me. Well, Parker, speaking Look. of someone who's recommended the most bad movies on here, it's okay. It gets better. <laughs> At least well, I didn't recommend Doctor Goldfoot. No, so hey, still all, okay. I think it gets worse than that. All I'm all I'm saying is, uh, the next time Parker signs us some shitty movie that we both hate, next week's episode is automatically Blue Harvest. Yeah, that'll show Chris. <laughs> that'll I'll show him Parker for me lesson, Boy, I sure yeah. hope Deathstream's good. <laughs> All, right. All right. Count me down. All right. Uh, sorry, one second. In three, two, one, go. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. Under three stars on IMDb. Oh. That should be pretty easy. <laughs> it, that's not what I'm worried about. The difficulty is not my issue. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, would anybody like to uh, spend any of their anything from their wins bucket? No, this week? no, I'm good. No, you I've good? done enough damage. Yeah. I've <laughs> Well, uh, if that's the case... Oh, one more thing before we move on. Uh, So, as you guys know, you know, uh, how we've been doing things is that, you know, you don't have to spin the wheel if you go, like, 1 and 4 or 0 and 5. Yeah. But uh, we're not getting a lot of spins out. So I'm just going to say from here forward, if you're under 500, you spin the wheel. That's... I think that's fair. I think that's reasonable. I need to buy... And also, now we're in by weeks, so it's about to get a lot harder. Great. (laughs) Uh... So our draft order this week, Chris, as a privilege for going five and zero, gets to pick third. Uh, Parker went three and two and gets to pick second. And I will lead us off with a team other than the fucking Packers again. Um, let's see, who do I want this week? Oof. Yeah, yeah I know. This is. A... I know. Already struggling with first pick, buddy. I understand. Oh. I really hate bye weeks. This is this is diabolical. We should get like octuple points for the Thursday night game. God, there's four good teams and they're all playing each other. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Fucking sucks. I'm just my ass. I'm just gonna go ahead and take the Buccaneers against the Steelers. I think I, I think to. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Parker, oh. you are up. My <laughs> good injured luck. Chargers, please. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Fuck. Shit. Where are the Chargers? Where are the Chargers are money right? Oh, money. Oh. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with my red-hot New England football Patriots. That's actually something I was going to pick later. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, and now I'm going to go with uh, my red-hot Minnesota football Vikings. Vikings in Miami. Mm-hmm. Might be getting Teddy Bridgewater back this week. Oh. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Parker, I'm begging you with every fiber of my being to take the Packers so I don't have to. Fine. Can, can we give him like an honorary Lions pick? It's just a free win. <laughs> sure, you can have the Lions for free this week. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I'll take the Packers. 
Don't let them bully you. Right. I mean, it's it was them and one other team left on this slate. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to take the Rams against probably Baker Mayfield with no coach. That'd be good. I was thinking about taking them first, so I'll take that. And I will also take uh, my 49ers, God, I guess. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. Well, what do we have here? Boy, that <laughs> just keeps there's going. A, there's a bird game to pick. Uh, there's an NFC East game to pick. You're not this early in the rounds, buddy. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Good point, yeah. I'm trying to, like, juice that one. I will take... I, I want to take the Jags with all my heart, but also, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, my Giants. Let's fucking roll. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so. Good luck, buddy. It'd be really funny if they won. Yeah. It would be really funny if they won. <laughs> That's where I'm at with that. Okay, uh, let's get weird. Let's get, like, really fucking bizarre. I'm going to take the Cats of the Forest. Okay, buddy. Good luck with that. Yeah. All right. Am I on my uh, double space yet? Yes, you are. On double you space. Are. Okay. In that case, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah my boys. Yeah. Just go ahead and pick the boys. Is. Yeah, there you go. I got to go for the multiplier. Yeah. Uh, the not giving me the four X. I see. <laughs> I cannot blame you. Oh fuck me. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. These games are dog shit. I see myself um, sleeping through another day of Red Zone. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I don't know. This might be one of those days that like red zone's actually good by accident. Every game's like thirty-eight, thirty-five in the fourth yeah. quarter. I I think we're getting a lot right. of six to threes. All right. So my first pick is going to be the Bengals, and for my fifth round pick, I'm going to take the Ravens. Thanks, guys. Oh, I thought, I thought the double space. I was trying to get the Eagles on the multiplier. No, it's the fifth round. I mean, you get the double multiplier for uh, for NFC East, but oh. you don't get the quad multiplier. It's for the last round. No. That's why I was saying. All right. Well, I thought you were doing it to make sure nobody else could get them. You have last pick, dude. You were never getting them. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was never going to happen. That wasn't even close to being an option. Thanks. All right. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> it's real dire, oh, isn't it? Boy. Somebody's got to take a stab at that Buffalo case. Yeah, I'm game. Bills. I don't. Whatever, man. Yeah. Chiefs so. look like ass, but also will win anyways. But whatever, man. I mean, I feel like that's at least like a 50-50. Yeah. When your other options are like fucking Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Having the wheel hinge on Cardinal Seahawks is just Uh, something I cannot abide by. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and... Like what's Ravens-Giants I'll know after the first quarter if that game's a wash or not. I was about to take the Rams and Alex. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, yeah, like three rounds ago, buddy. (laughs) Oh, and listen. Just take the Jags, you coward. No, I... This is a battle of the birds. I'm taking the Seahawks. All right. All right. The Best bonus sixth round for double. <laughs> uh, it's up to you no. guys. No. It is an option. It is an option every single week. No. 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 You know what? Here, let me uh, let me make a no. declaration going no. forward. Uh, whoever has the last pick in the fifth round determines whether the draft continues for a round. Okay, Chris already said no. That's fine. But that that can be your your fringe benefit of winning a week is you get to decide if you can make oh. everybody pick another double loser. <laughs> I don't like double losers. 
Imagine getting forced into 4X and having to take the commanders because there's no other games. (laughs) You have to at that point. Well, given the options, like, yeah, you have to. Oh, that's a good bit. I'm gonna start tanking so I can stack wins later on. (laughs) Oh no, all my bets are wrong. What's that? It's week 17. Time for my time 16 NFC East multiplier. Get fucked, nerds. Oh fuck! It's squares. All right. Well, join us next week for Death Stream. And that's the tea, sis.